reaches for me as I turn, but I glare at him, fists clenched, and he stops, leaving his hands hovering between us. I want to tell Cola not to make it any harder, that I would love nothing more than to stay with him. But we are not the same. We can never be. The words stay stuck in my throat, and so I shake my head, facing the morning sun, hoping that Cola doesn't touch me, because if he does, I may not be able to leave. I focus on the water, the waves tip with foam as they surge against the shore. A tear escapes as I teeter on the edge of the platform. Simmy, wait! I close my eyes as Cola's fingers graze the small of my back, and then I let myself tip forward into a dive. As I soar through the salt-filled air, I let the rest of my tears fall, and when I open my eyes, it is to a cold sea washing them away. Hey guys, my name is Ashley. I'm a writer and producer, and I'm excited to talk about this one today. Hey guys, my name is Kelly. I am a writer, a self-proclaimed book nerd, and I love this book so much. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Books We Should Have Read podcast, where we explore literature by Black and marginalized authors. This pod is an extension to the BWSR community, and you can find our complete book list for this season at booksweshouldhaveread.com. Tune in each episode as we discuss what we liked and disliked about these reads and whether or not they're worth your time. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about Skin of the Sea by Natasha Bowen. Mm. Um, Kelly, you know, I always lean on you to do the synopsis. Do you want to <laughs> take a stab at this? Because you be, I don't know why, you like act like you struggle, but you really don't. Girl, um, bye. Yes, I do. Okay, <laughs> so The Skin of the Sea by Natasha Bowen, as Ashley said, um, is a, it's described as a young adult fantasy novel. I want to say that first. And it takes place in West Africa or in Nigeria, specifically in that region. Um, and our main character is Simidel, who is a Mamiwata. So a Mamiwata is a being who is, I would describe them as a servant to the goddess Yamoja, who is the goddess of the rivers and the seas. Um, and what their duties are, are they take all the souls who die at sea, um, they take them to Yamoja so their souls can be passed over to Illumidare, who is the supreme god of all gods. Um, so we have this amazing story that is about Simidel, who does not remember her life before she was a Mamawata, so we think. Um, but as we get into the story, we do figure out that she does have some memories. And one day as she's ferrying souls, she comes across a young boy who falls into the ocean off of a slave ship. Um, and she realizes that he is in fact not dead. And she has to make a decision as to whether to let him die and then take his soul to Yamoja or to save him. And she makes the decision to save him, which begins our story. And it is epic in every way. That was beautiful. Yeah. And I just realized while you were doing that, that we pronounce these names completely differently. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, How did you pronounce them? I like, because I was just uh, like... So I say Simideli, which... Obviously, it's probably wrong. It could I, be that, though, because I'm not Nigerian, so I don't know. Either. Yeah. I say Yumoja. Yeah, we said that. I think we said that one yeah. right. And I say 
Olo Dumare is how I say. Oh, okay. <laughs> the the supreme. But you, but you know what you creator. you pronounce it the way it's spelled, which yeah. So that's the one thing. Mm-hmm. It's like I was just like, you know what? These names just going flow, baby. When they flow, that makes it sound like it's right. <laughs> Yes, exactly. But I love how you said Simi Dell. I like that better than Simi Deli. I love, I thought Simi Dell just sounded so cute. And I love that her nickname is Simi. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, that's so great. You summed up the story perfectly. Um, do we want to hop into the character list? Sure. So, I mean, who do, well, I have Simi Dell. Yeah, me too. All right. First. So Simi is one of Yamoja's seven mommy Wata who keeps having flashbacks of a past life that she doesn't remember. And one day she rescues a young man from the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you already pointed out that she's a part of mommy Wata. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I'll go Mami Wata next, just to explain it. So in the story, Mami Wata, like Kelly said, uh, they are a collective of young do- of seven daughters who work for Emoja. So, um, and their jobs are to save souls from the sea. So what we didn't say is that this book takes place in like the 1400s, right before like the transatlantic slave trade, like had like a huge boom, Mm -hmm. but, um, they do encounter a lot of, uh, slave ships. So yeah, their, their jobs are to save souls from the sea. Yeah. And I just looked up the definition of mommy water. Um, and in the English, in English, I guess it would be mommy water. Um, and they are water spirits venerated in West central and Southern Africa and in the African diaspora in the Americas. Mommy water spirits are usually female, but are sometimes male. And they're just basically mermaids. I think that's so beautiful. I love <laughs> so. Cool. I love that we have black mermaids, bro. I just oh, love it. I love when um, we Zio, read about. Stop it! Stop Ooh. it! You know better. I'm talking into the microphone. He won't play with toys. <laughs> Sorry. I love when we when you read about Natasha's inspiration for the story and how she talks about how she was obsessed with the Little Mermaid and how. Oh, that I didn't was read like, that. That's in the back of the book. You didn't read the author's notes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Natasha was inspired. <laughs> I swear I'm not trifling, but I didn't read the author's notes. No, girl. Okay, well, then I'm going to tell you and them. Okay. So anyway, so what <laughs> happened was she was inspired by The Little Mermaid. That was one of her favorite Disney princess stories growing oh. up. But she said that she couldn't really see herself in the story. And she, I believe, is Welsh and Nigerian. Yes. Um, and so she started to get obsessed with a lot of the, um, the gods and the god and the goddesses of the Yoruba faith. Um, and so that's pretty much how Skin of the Sea came about. Um, so Simi is like, she's a mermaid. She is not like she is a mermaid. No, Um, she's straight up a mermaid. She has beautiful, a beautiful tail and fin that's a pinkish orange. But that's why I really love this story, too, because it was a mix of history and mythology and religion. And it's just like all of those things together to create this beautiful tale. So anyway, that's Mami Wata. Um, you want to go Yumoja? Uh, no. So, I mean, if we go in the order, I have, I surprisingly, I have out of cola next or cola oh yeah go ahead um so cola is a young man who is rescued from the ocean by semi he knows more about folk tales and orisas than he lets on he is desperately trying to get back home to his village and protect his family 
Then I have Yamoja, goddess of the rivers and seas. She is the one who turned Simi into a Mamiwata. If you have more to add on Yamoja, please do. Um, no. But I kept it short. Then I have yeah. Then I have Issa, a Yumbo, who is a fairy, and he um, becomes Simi and Cola's guide back to Simi's village of Oka. And then I have Bim, who is Cola's childhood friend turned bodyguard. Yinka. Give it up one time for a bad bitch. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Friend of Cola and bodyguard. Her weapon of choice is two gold axes. Okay. Bad bitch behavior only. <laughs> Period. She got a bald head. Everything. Oh my God. I was obsessed with her. I was like, oh yeah, my God. She was such a cool character. And then mm-hmm. I have Ifa Dayo, a guard assigned to Cola and the rest of and the rest on their journey to Iso's island by Cola's father. Cola's father refuses to allow Cola to leave Oka without Ifadayo, and he is from the same village as Simi and appears to be hiding something. That's what I wrote when I when mm-hmm. I first got introduced to him. And then Isu, who is our main antagonist in the story. He is Ola Dumer's second in command. He is the ruthless and jealous Um, He's ruthless and jealous of other gods. He is known as the trickster god, the messenger god, the god of all the crossroads. So his job is to ferry messages back and forth from humans to the gods, to the supreme gods, between gods. He's almost like um, in Greek mythology, I would compare him to Hermes, um, who's a messenger god in Greek mythology. I compared him to Satan. Um, and that was Satan before Satan was shunned from heaven, which is like legit. Like Satan was God, I didn't even was think, God's you know, messenger. I didn't even look into it that mm-hmm. I didn't even look into it that way. And also, you know, I'm a heathen. So like, yeah, I, I mean, I know that you, that's, that's someone who grew that's up in the, in the church. Like, yes. Satan was very close to God and um, was God's messenger, like an angel like, but then wanted all of the power. And oh, so shoot. God like shunned him from heaven heaven um you know and so that's kind of isu to me who who is also an orisha too like kelly said um, um oh yeah that i'm then i go. have taiwo and kahende who are cola's younger twin brother and sister who he describes as special and they get we find out later why they're special but um so they actually are a main they're a huge part of the story. Um, and then I have side characters. I have Oya, a goddess married to Sango and Yamoja's friend. She tells Simi that Isu is looking for a special object. And Sango, god of thunder, he and his wife Oya have set out to destroy slave ships carrying their people. In exchange for looking the other way, they had to promise loyalty to Isu. And then... Um, these are just like terms that were brought up of other spiritual beings. Yumbo are fairies um, who Isa, one of the characters in the story, he is a young Yumbo or fairy people. And they're described as no more than two feet tall. And they have um, silver hair, silver eyebrows and these honey colored eyes. And they're described as these beautiful people. Um, I think the rough translation in the book is they're also known as Bakan Rakan. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing anything. I know I probably am, but Bakan Rakan, which literally stands for good people. Like they are good. They are of the earth. Um, to even see them means that you they are favoring you with them allowing you to see them. Um, so I love that. I love that, again, Natasha goes into African, specifically Nigerian folklore and 
um, in this story. And then there's Adara, which is a majestic creature that is said to be good luck if they allow you to see them. And their horns can cure almost any ailment or injury. And then I have the last one as Boltagen, Boltagun or Boltagen, which are were hyenas or shift shapers, which come about in the book as well. Mm-hmm. What else did you um, have? I also had Babalawo. Babalawo was another term for the high priests um, who are kind of like, if you are a Christian or grew up in the Christian faith, like our prophets. Um, Mm. um, And then... Or oracles too. Or oracles too. Yeah. Yeah, They um, have premonitions. They can see things. um, And they're also people go to them for advice on what to do next. Mm -hmm. And then also the Oyinbo. The Oyinbo are colonizers and thieves um, who are selling people as goods. So these are the people who are running a lot of these uh, slave ships that That's how much I didn't fuck with them assholes because I completely (laughs) wiped them out. And of course, obviously, they're a huge part of the book. But um, I'm curious, question for you, because mm-hmm. before I started this book, I d- it did not cross my mind at all that this would be um, like reference slavery or the beginning of slavery in the transatlantic trade at all. Did you did you think that that's what this book was going to be about? Like just looking at the cover? No, me either. And it was just so not surprising to me. And I won't lie because Ash, you know this, but I tend to stay away from any books about slavery, about black trauma in any way. And it's not because I'm ignorant to it. It's just because um, I'm protecting myself at this point because we grew up just always hearing about it and constantly reliving it and having to learn about it. And I know a lot about slavery, but as I get older, I try to just protect myself from it. So I was, I will, I won't lie to you when I realized like skin of the sea, I was like, oh, it's making sense. And then the fact that she's um, taking souls like that die at sea and she's basically taking slaves that have been thrown overboard or jumped overboard themselves. I, I was like, got nervous. And that was very in the beginning when we find out that this is what's happening. And I was like, ugh. Gosh, I was like, I hope this um, isn't too traumatizing for me. And, but it wasn't at all. It, it, honestly, this book just, oh, it, it did something for me. It made me feel good because I love fantasy novels that are about African culture, black culture that you can see yourself. Like the cover for this book, you guys, is so beautiful. I posted it on my Instagram today. It's so beautiful. It just, yeah. it warms my soul to see a cover where it, the person looks like me. Mm, yeah. Oh. You know, honestly, uh, when I when I found out, you know, because you find out in the beginning um, what Simi's job is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I pieced it together, it, it actually made the story a little more interesting to me. It did. Um, because I already assumed that it was going to be super mythical or yes. it was going to have like a thread of mythology in it. I I honestly think that what Natasha did is so like brilliant, like how she oh. meshed all three of these worlds together to give us the story. Um, but yeah, that historical context, like, I, cause you know, I love a historical fiction. Yes, it we made know. it more interesting to me. I loved so, yeah. it. And I thought that this was, I'm gonna say this right now, Bravo, Natasha Bowen. This was a brilliant debut novel. I can't believe this was a debut novel. I'll be honest with you. 
Yeah, a lot of work. You know, I love when I can sense how much work went into something. So much work, so much research, so much time, mm-hmm. so much effort. Like she she really did her thing with this book. Like, goddamn, I was like, I give her all the awards because yeah. I was, I'm very impressed. Like this book has definitely left um, an impression on me for sure. Wait, do you hear that? That silence could be filled with an advertisement for your new product or brand. Email us at info at booksweshouldhavered.com if you'd like to be a sponsor for and have your ad placed within the Books We Should Have Read podcast. We can't wait to welcome you to the family. This particular tune is not a new one. It was brought back and it's healthier and bigger than ever. Um, let's hop into our favorite points. You want me to go? Or do you you go to? first. Cause I'm going to, I, I want to think about mine. Okay. Um, mine was obviously when they encounter Oya and Sango. <laughs> yes. And they started kill and they, and they started, oh, and they realized like, oh, wait, wait, y'all Africans. Oh, right. Wait, let's back up though. Let's back up. We're going to give you a little bit of it. So we told you about the Oyen, the Oyenbo and how they are the colonizers, the thieves who've been um, taking people from the, from the Ivory Coast on these slave ships and um, transporting them to, to new worlds. Right. And so um, Simi is on a mission and Simi ends up on a boat who she too assumed was helmed by Oyinbos, but it turns out that it's not. It's helmed by, uh, or helmed by, I guess I would call them pirates, maybe? Like um, people. No, they're, so they're actually not pirates. They are a band of uh, different village men who've come together to start rescuing their people. So they yeah. took over. So they all came together. They realized their people are being captured and taken away, beaten and killed. So they all got together. It seemed, it appeared to be like uh, villages that were in the same area as each other. So they all got together and was like, oh, we gonna overthrow these niggas. Let's go. Let's ride. We riding at dawn. And they, and they what they did. did was they overthrew an OEM, a colonizer boot and and now what they've been doing is they've been on their asses. Like anytime they see mm-hmm. a boat, is right, they ride and they setting their people free and they're bringing their people back home. So, Period. I, oh so, God, I love so, it. And, and we told y'all <laughs> that Emoja, um, so Simi works for Emoja, who is an Orisha. And there are a ton of Orishas out there, right? Two in particular, Sango and Oya, who are married, the goddess of storms. I know Sango is like the god of thunder. What was Oya? Oh, yeah. I could not remember. Sango is the god of is the god of storms, and Oya is the goddess who commands storms. Yeah, oh. I think that's how it works, which is why they go hand in hand. Anyway, they are they are on a mission to 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 stop the. Um, the transport of Africans from Africa to these new worlds. And so they come in ready to blow this bitch up and they land on this ship and all hell breaks loose until it doesn't. And that is my favorite part of this whole entire novel. I'm like, give me more of whatever this is. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I so love that. I love part. they ride or die. And I love the, the part where, um, 
basically Oya tells Simi like they made a deal with Is- Isu to um, they pledge loyalty to him for him to allow them to do this without letting Ola Demer know because they're really not supposed to. It, it seems like in, in any mythology, like gods really, gods and goddesses, like you can interfere with humans, yes, but like you should really like not be interfering. But they was just like, Sango straight up says like, nah, but they hurting my people, bro. They not killing my watch. He's like, they're not killing my, my he's like, they're killing my people. They're taking them away. He's like, nah, it's about to be that business today. And him and his wife was like, let's go. So you Period. got, so you got these villagers who was about that life. You got the gods and goddesses who are about that life. It is a great point in the book for sure. Yeah. I needed more. I needed more of that. Yeah. I really sure. like that. Okay. That's okay, a good point yours? to have. Um, you know me because I love a bad bitch. So <laughs> from the moment Yinka was introduced. Period. With her weapons. She rolled up with her weapons two gold axes that she keeps Period. on her back. And she's, a, and she's a part of the guard. She's like the only female a part of the guard in, in Cola's village. Yo. From the moment I was just like, she's special. And then when she tells Simi, I loved Simi and Yinka's relationship, like they're how they got closer. And when she tells Simi about her mom and the fact that her mom was a female warrior, literally, so there was a um she was called she was a fawn woman, which uh she which means she was a female warrior for the king and apparently from the tribe that her mom was from the females were understood to be more like more powerful and more strong than the men and she tells a story about like when her mom like there was somebody that followed her mom with a bell to let men know get out the way because that's how bad of a bitch she was. I just love that I don't know why I just love like yes like give it all to me these strong black women like kicking ass, everybody's scared of them. Oh, I just loved it. I don't know. I just yeah. love that closeness though between two female characters. Like there was an understanding. Obviously, there was a weariness at first because they didn't know each other, but um there was like a understanding. And Natasha was able to do it very naturally. Like it wasn't forced, it wasn't weird. It was naturally. And a second part that I like, which I'm sorry, but again, it brings up Natasha's. Uh, the research she did, the studying, uh, Yinka braiding in the map into oh, Simi's hair. Girl, girl. Hold on, because we know, we know in slavery, that is what, in American slavery, that's what slaves did to uh, have to have their maps on them to escape slavery and head north. Yeah. Ooh, girl, that hit that me. That was so powerful. That hit me because I said, look, oh. it's like going back to our people. And it was just like so, it was such, it was a detail that like, I was like, we talk about books that are for us. I was like, this book is so for us. This book, yeah, was handcrafted, was handcrafted. And I, I just love, love that. it. I love that detail yeah. though. I love oh, that. Man, that warmed my heart when she sat down with they I was like, how are they gonna get this back? That's what I and they said Yinka like, and they, they said Yinka can it? do it. And I'm thinking, oh Yinka about to like draw on like some like lamb some skin. Paper? Like she I thought she was gonna be on know. some like she drawing on some lamb skin or something. Like what's she yeah. gonna do? And then, yeah. then she said, And then well, she said, just because I don't have hair doesn't mean I don't know I don't know how to braid, bitch. <laughs> 
Period, Pooh. <laughs> Sit down, girl. And she sat between her legs and she got her hair braided and they had that fucking rap. Yeah, that was brilliant. I love that. I thought that, that was brilliant. That was like, so it's just like, and again, it ties the two female characters in this book, two uh, prominent female characters in this book in a way that I just was like, oh, I, I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much that we want to say, but we know that we can't say because we're trying this new thing. Like we said, we ain't trying to give up. Yeah, and I like really want you guys to y'all. read this book because it's so <laughs> good. It was just such a, so it was a, a gem. Like, cause you know, Ash, we talk about this. I pick books. I'm not even gonna hold you, Ash. When we pick, when I pick this book for us to read, it's cause the cover. I was like, it's so pretty. I knew it. I Kelly, half the books I know it was because the it cover. was written by a black woman and then and it was a cover. cover. It was the cover. <laughs> and it's like, and this was one of them, and it was just so good. So good. It's so yeah. This cover is 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 amazing. The bomb Who's the artist. Let's let's uh let's name them. Do we know who the illustrator is? Girl, don't get me lying. I didn't even okay. read the author's I'm notes. Just flip <laughs> I'm just going, yeah, you did that. I just gonna flip all through. Oh my God, Jeff Manning. Jeff Manning. Oh, cover is beautiful. Sir, you did that. You did it because I. It is magical. It, the most beautiful book cover. Oh, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. details. And you know what I like too, because uh, Mommy Wada, the legend of Mommy Wada is that they're just like beautiful they love mirrors they love gems like when they talk about yamoja and her appearance and the jewels in her hair um you know semi with the sapphire on her neck which she carries her souls and the necklace with the sapphire like yamoja all the jewelries all the jewelry in her hair the beads on her face the oh, nails the nails the bracelets ah oh, i just love it I love it. <laughs> you gotty bitch from uh, oh, New Jersey. You know I love gold. It's like, and that's where I get it from. And the, and the fact that I'm a gold girl, like I love gold. I love, I love gold too. Yeah. Is there something you want to advertise on books we should have read? Email us at info at books we should have read dot com. That's info at books we should have read dot com. <laughs> tune is not a new one. It was brought back and it's healthier and bigger than ever. So much to love about this book. Let's get into these ratings. Oh my gosh. Did you, yes, did you look I at my... I, did you, I, um, you, you looked at my good No, I didn't. You? I didn't oh. look at it yet. I Because when I posted okay, mine, good. you popped up on the top, but I exited before I could even... Yeah. Okay. What did you, you rate it? Go first? No, you go first. <laughs> You go first. I'm nervous to go first today. Why? Okay. Would you rate it? Because you know, you know I love this book. You a stickler though. I am. So I had to give it a three. I had to give it a three. That's better than I thought you would give it actually. No, I, I love this book. I love the work (laughs) that went into it. Um, I love so much about it that there were some holes or some inconsistencies that like pissed me off because I love this book so much. Wait, what were they? Um, Let's see. I'm only going to give a few of them. Okay. (laughs) I have a list. Okay. (laughs) But I only talked about a few of them in my review. So actually, let me go to my review and I'll tell you which ones. All right. Oh yeah. Now can I look at your review since you just said it? (laughs) All right. Let me see. Oh, dang, Ash. I was not expecting that review to be that long. (laughs) 
vlog because I love this book. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Though obviously in love with the idea of skin of the sea, there were quite a few holes mm-hmm. that have to also be addressed in this review, like the missing connections between the Orishas featured within. Their purposes and goals weren't fleshed out, and so they felt more like props and honorable mentions than actual characters that helped to drive the, sco- the story. Like they felt like pit stops along the way, and it felt like there was... They just didn't connect to me on one accord. They it just didn't connect to me. It felt that that's how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. Um, and then I said, then I said, um, Simi's flashbacks turn premonition. So throughout, Simi has these flashbacks, right? We told you that she can't really remember her life before becoming a part of Mamiwata. Towards the end of the book or middle of the book, they start to turn into premonitions. Like she has these dreams all of a sudden. Uh, They're not the same though. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. But so she has these flashbacks and then she has these premonitions. And so like, are we supposed to assume that she just had this gift all along? It could sense what was happening next. It's a lot of questions there for me. Go ahead and say it, Kelly. No. So what I was going to say is I see what you're saying. So the flashbacks are she has those once she's on land. Like when she's on land, that's when she remembers. And if I don't know if you remember, but there's a mommy Wada that she's friends with in the very beginning of the book. She's there briefly. I think her name mm-hmm. is Fola Shade, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, is Shade the ing comparable singer's real name because she's Nigerian. People don't know that. Um, but uh, so Natasha Bowen, if you were shot AP and girl, I, I caught that. Um, but um, so the other mama, mommy water full of Sade, oh, she's like cautions her. She's like, you need to stop walking on land. Like, because it seems that all mommy water, like when they go on land with their legs, they are going to get flashbacks, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, once you're part of the land, you're going to remember your soul or your spirit remembers whatever connection it had to that land is how I took it. And then the premonitions to me, I like them because I think Ashley, because remember this is going to be a series. So I mm-hmm. believe those premonitions are there for the next book or books. I don't know how many are and I in hope, the series. And I, and I pray you're right. Cause it pissed me off. I was just like, I didn't, Natasha, I like that a lot. Ashley. I thought okay, it moved let me the keep story. Going. Yeah. Let me keep going. Another thing that annoyed me, her transformation from girl of the sea to girl of the land and the need to constantly complain about the pain and unsteadiness of her limbs. But she's all of a sudden strong enough to spar with one of the characters for fun. Okay, so we all right. I think we read, read these. Okay, I think we saw got different points from this because. My opinion, she didn't complain. She was, the problem was, is like Cola just always had eyes on her because his crush, you know what I'm saying? So he watching his girl because like he would notice she was slowing down. She never made a complaint though because she didn't want to hold anybody up. So she just tried to fight it and she would just longingly look at the water, but she would never complain about her legs or the yeah. pain. So when I say that, I don't mean that she's complaining to other people. The narration though, she's constantly talking about how she's unsteady or how she is very clumsy she trips over something and Cole uh, yeah. is always grabbing her by the waist. But then again, and but then when she's trying to bond with Yinka, she could twirl and jump over shit and, and fight with stuff all of a sudden. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna disagree with you on these because okay. I don't agree with these at all. Only because so in in her head, because you know when you're hurting, like when you're in pain. 
like you are talking yourself through it. Like you're like, damn, this shit hurts. How much further? How much further? Like when you're wearing, for example, you wearing heels and your feet hurting and you know mm. you still got a couple mm. hours left in the night. Mm. And you like, damn, how much longer? Where can I sit? Can I sit somewhere? Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Are we still moving? We still walking. All right. That's what I got from it. And then like the her sparring with Yinka, it was, I took that as it was her moment of, because remember, this is when they find out what she truly is. And so she had that moment of uncertainty of, are they going to look at me weird? Are they going to accept me? And when she realized that Bim and Yinka and Ifedayo were accepting of her, it I thought it gave her a renewed energy of like, I'm accepted. I am one. Mm. And like, also Yinka told her the story about sparring and I thought that was another great connection because it's these two young girls having something in common because remember, Simi has a flashback of she learned how to spar from her father. Yinka learns how to spar from her mother. And it was just like a moment of um, togetherness for them and to grow together. So I thought that like, I don't know, I thought that that was like, that's where I got it from, like renewed energy. Cause it's like, you know, when you're feeling down or beaten up, cause you think like maybe, and, and they're, again, they're, teenagers in this so you're down you're beaten up you're a teenager and then when you realize like yo like everybody cool with you like you get that renewed energy like you feeling good again and that's how I took it it's like she felt good Kelly you were listen that's why I'm so happy we're having this talk because you are definitely helping to like solve a lot Am of I issues open for your me that eyes I had. just for you a really few are. Of them. okay that's let, me, let me do the last one what's the last let me do one, the last one. And lastly, the love story between Simi and Cola felt forced. And then I put in parentheses, although I did come around to being okay with it at the book's closing. Okay, so this is where, okay, this is what I'm going to say. You have to remember this is considered young adult fantasy. These are Uh young, they're teenagers. Even though they are very mature and they their life is way different, they make a lot of adult decisions um, because that was how it worked in the tribes and the villages in those days. And, you know, they were seen as men and women much younger than we are today. Yeah. Um, you have to remember that they're still teenagers with teenage hormones and teenage fever. And, like, Aww. they're cute. They're, they have an attraction to each other, like— He's cute. She's cute. So they get these little crushes. And so I didn't think it was rushed because it wasn't like they were holding hands, making out, but they had a connection. It's like a little crush that you meet. Kelly, look at you. You Okay. And just like that, my rating went from a three to a four. (laughs) I just, I'm glad we had this conversation because, like, that's what I looked at. My original review was a four. And then I thought about these things more yesterday. And I was just like, no. If you look for something, if you look for something not to like, you will find it. Yeah. No, it's and these weren't things that I was looking not to like. It's just like things where I was just like, why? And then I was like, wait, what? Like, and uh, with the sparring thing, I completely understood the connections between them. Mm -hmm. But it just like, girl, we just left from a trek where your inner dialogue was talking about how bad she was just pushing herself. How uncomfortable you were. She was pushing herself. All of a sudden, you could spar and you ain't tripping over nothing. You you ain't wobbly. Your legs are in perfect shape to spar with Yinka and then, but to still hold your own with it was a that warrior. Re- it was that renewed energy. And we are forgetting know. that we are forgetting that Simi is a spirit. Like she has more strength than the average human. She's stronger, although legs, like having her legs is like makes her a little weaker. She's still stronger. 
Yeah, I don't know. That part still don't. It don't sit well. You, was, it, you was looking for something to complain about. I was it's all not good. looking for something. I really and listen. I loved this story, and I said in the beginning of my review. Let me just read it because y'all get on no, my nerves now. How we get on your nerves? I, I'm gonna read it. I said you can't grab a copy of Skin of the Sea and not appreciate its artistry. The cover is absolutely brilliant, and the work that Bowen put into crafting this magical tale, which is historical and mythological, must not go unnoticed. It gives every black girl who obsessed over the Little Mermaid a chance to see themselves in a similar story, but with more magic and historical relevancy. And with that, I say that this story is amazing. Amazing. Oh, okay. Let me tell you. At the end of my review, I said, Simi deserves a prequel. I need a prequel. I need a prequel. You I need always a prequel. want a prequel. I'm excited though, because I want to know more about Simi. Her life just seemed from the flashbacks, her life just seemed I honestly, so honestly though, but I don't okay, this is how I think of things, right? I don't need a prequel because that's no longer Simi, right? That's the old Simi. That's no longer the Simi that we're going to see the trajectory of and the growth of. Because book two sound like it's going to be fire when she starts working for the, uh, mm-hmm. the you know, the other mm-hmm. Orisha, like as we get mm-hmm. into book two. So I, I don't know, but I see what you're saying. Like you like prequels. Me, I'm not really a prequel girl. Yeah, I'm like, you, listen, lead a pass. Lead a pass in the past. Like, let's move on. Let's real thugs wipe them tears and keep it moving. Let's go. And that's what I want to get to. Yeah, I want a prequel. But I will say that I am ecstatic to read this book in September, this this next part of the series in September when it comes out. Yeah, I'm ecstatic, too. I can't wait to uh, see When I tell you I did not, oh, we won't talk about it. (laughs) It's just I didn't see it coming. I didn't see the ending coming. I did. I knew that she, I did, because I knew it had to be something big that she bartered. Like I that knew she it, didn't, that she couldn't tell us. Yes. And, and I knew it was something big when Natasha wouldn't give the reader a hint. Cause you know, how sometimes when it's not major, the author will give the reader, like tell them exactly what it was. But the mm-hmm. fact that Natasha didn't reveal that to us, the reader, I was like, oh, this is going to be some shit. That's going to be like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that. And then I didn't see the other thing coming either. There were two twists in this story that mm-hmm. I didn't see coming. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Bam. Yeah. Bam. Bam. And she hit you with the one, too. But what I will say about my review is that I've been teetering between a three and a four since I finished this book. But as of today, I went back to a four because Kelly helped to answer a lot I of my... I talked some sense and so you was all good. That's what Friends is for. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you rate it? A four. Yeah. <laughs> Strong four, too. Yeah. I wasn't teetering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, still um, no, but and that's fair. That's fair, right? Because we all have different opinions. So, but mine was a four. Um, and the reason why is I said Natasha Bowen seamlessly weaved action, adventure, and Nigerian folklore into an amazing debut novel. Simadel, aka Simi, is the perfect heroine for our journey. She is brave, loyal, and unyielding, even in the face of those who are stronger and more powerful than her. I loved all the characters we were introduced to Cola, Bim, Sweet Issa, Yinka, and then I put in parentheses, who is a kick ass fighter, and her weapons of choice is two gold axes, bad bitches only. She's a bad bitch. And I said, please do your say, yourself a favor and pick up this book and get lost in the amazing storytelling and bravery of our Simi. Can't wait to read the next one. I thought it was just mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So Kelly, since you wanted to pick on me, why did you give it a four and not a five? Um, because it wasn't a five. I don't know. Like in my heart of hearts, it wasn't a five. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't like it wasn't a five um, in my heart of hearts. I guess if you're asking me what cons there were, I think my con would just be that it I, I felt like it was for me. And this is just a preference, but the pace, I thought it was just I I felt like the first three quarters of the book was just very, it, it was slow. Like I felt like not a lot happened, but I appreciated the backstory and the depth and the detail. Um, but it was definitely like the last quarter of the book is when it picked up and when we got the story going. Um, so I think that's, it's just the pace for me. I wish it kind of moved faster, but that's cause I'm greedy and I want now, like I need instant gratification. And I gave it a four because like, yeah, the pace, it was the pace for me, but that's just a personal preference. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought it was sweet, though. Like, you know. Yeah, so and, I and, I pre- like, and that's why I gave it. And that's why I said, like, it's not a five for me because I don't know. Like, I can't. I, I don't, I don't you know don't have to, to explain yourself. I don't know how to it's describe fives. Five. Oh, yeah, because you was just, yeah. you was being petty, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm I, was gonna explain being, my, I was being I'm super being, petty, I'm actually. I'm going to explain <laughs> you, myself. I know as a friend, you being petty, but I, I, I mean, you know the feeling, you know the feeling like when it's a five book for me, I know it in my heart. Like yeah, as soon as I close yeah. it, this one just didn't have it, like wasn't a five, but it was mm-hmm. a four. You petty bitch. <laughs> I know, right? (laughs) Fantastic story. I just burped. Whoa. Fantastic story nonetheless. Like, I'm telling you, um, everything, every detail that Natasha put in here, you could tell a lot of research, a lot of hard work went into it. Mm -hmm. And that is no shade to other books that don't do as much background. But these are things that I appreciate, which is why I'm obsessed with historical fiction so much, because that shows me that, like, you had to do some hardcore research in order to pull this this fictional life outside of a real life event. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just something like I love hard work. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair, too, because it's like it's nice to see, like, the book that you pay for to see that there was, like, actually like there's a lot of hard work. I'm not saying that every book does not take hard work because it does no matter what you think. Writing book, is hard work. Writing is hard work. But uh, I see what you're saying. It's just like you appreciate the research efforts that go into the background, the care that it takes to make sure that you're, you know, you have accurate portrayals of, of the, these folklores. Like I appreciated that too. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was such a good book. Yeah, it brilliant concept. Black mermaids, bitch. You had me at black mermaids, okay? Yeah, all the other stuff were bonuses. <laughs> I love and mind. I love the reveal of the other, uh, you know, mythological beings: the fair, the yumba, the yumbos, mm. the bulakatins. Um, I, I just, oh, I just loved it, and I love that there's more out there. Cause book yeah. two, I read that synopsis, and it, it looks like there's gonna be demons, and I'm like, Ooh. so Kelly, a little tidbit: if you read the author's note, you would have ran into a, a snippet of the next book. You're in being the back of this re- book. You're being really petty this episode, <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> 
And all I'm going to say is that I'm very excited for the next book because I read the author's hate ass bitch. It found a snippet of the next book. You know what? I'm going to read the author's notes, bro. Okay. Dang. No, in real life, I'm being petty. I'm being petty. But in real life, when I finished, I wasn't finished. Like when I finished reading, I wasn't finished. And so I had to keep reading. Yeah. Um, And just seeing like or just for for Natasha to to summarize like you know in two pages like what went into this and mm-hmm. how this came about like I was just like oh girl you you had me I'm gonna be listen I'm gonna be hooked with this series now thank you had me at hello <laughs> in real life black mermaid you really did but oh man. yeah I think that's our episode Good episode. Yeah, this is a everybody go pick up Skin of the Sea by Natasha Bowen. Highly recommend. Um, do not let Ashy, Ashley's petty review dissuade Ooh, you. Did you call me Ashy? I'll fight you. <laughs> My bad. I was trying to say, Ashley, you know I can't talk right now. Oh, I hate you. I didn't okay. mean to say that. <laughs> Wait, I did not. She's a petty ass bitch, y'all. And y'all, she, listen. I that's the end of this episode. Say, I did not mean to say Ashley. I was trying to say I'm Ashley. <laughs> dog i was not trying to call you you know you're not you know you're not ashy. i know i'm sitting here in the bathrobe right now but you didn't have to cover me <laughs> y'all she's a you. listen so who's the you, let's dog. take a vote who's the pettiest bitch right now <laughs> no you still the pettiest bitch in the room because you're gonna be like so why wasn't it a five <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> that fucking bitch oh because i pointed out like like, well, I don't know, Ashley. I don't agree uh, with this. Oh, I love you, Kelly. I love you too, dog. I mean to call you Ashy. You know I didn't. You know I can't talk. I was telling you before the podcast that my words are stumbling. Oh, girl. Oh, she's so funny. But anyway, okay, y'all, that's end of this episode. That's end of this pick episode. Up, yes, pick up Skin of the Sea. We will see you guys. Next in, time. Yeah, next time. Thanks, Kelly. All right, bye, bye, guys. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe to the Books We Should Have Read podcast. And don't forget to leave suggestions for books you would like for us to check out in future collections. This podcast is a Books We Should Have Read production with sound engineering and editing by About Right Media. The dope-ass track you hear in the intro and outro is called Lavender Mint and is produced by Time Makes Beats. And our transitional music is called It's a Vibe and is produced by Donovan Glover and Mefta. Their Instagram pages are linked in the show notes. Follow Books We Should Have Read on Instagram at Books We Should Have Read to stay up to date with BWSR happenings. Follow Ashley at Bashweiser and Kelly B at Kelly Likes to Read on Instagram. If you liked what you heard and want to support this Black woman-owned and operated movement financially, there is an anchor link in the show notes where you can do just that. Any and everything is welcomed and appreciated. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, bye y'all. <laughs>